Welcome everybody back to a brand new episode of The Lookout, episode 129. We are of course here, still rocking at Kame House. We just touched back on. We had a we had a take a du- couple days off to do some press, to watch some movies. To... I'm watching a movie about Dragon Ball, but not at the Kame House, which is very interesting. But nonetheless, we are here. Um, unfortunately, I don't know what the, I don't know what I guess we're gonna say. Jeff is in a room um chilling on his own <laughs> let's say that <laughs> um nah he he took a sick day today uh he took a sick day today so essentially uh he will not be on this episode which is incredibly ironic because this is jeff's pick for <laughs> the summer at comment house but nonetheless we have someone who's going to be a guest on it always he was always going to be a guest on this episode nonetheless so i'm glad that he's here co-hosting with me fresh off a of big eye retirement um lj from formerly known as the big eyes podcast now he just kind of like where do you exist in what, what space do you exist in currently um you know what i'm chilling right now but just know that there's some there's some really cool things and fun things coming down the pipeline so y'all see me again y'all might like actually like literally see me so yeah, okay I'm really excited yeah that's always good to hear um sir just last week i mean we had our big dragon ball super superhero week essentially you know we did some press for it talked about that we did a review for it talked about that you sir have seen the movie I would love to hear your thoughts on said movie or if you have anything to add um, in terms of how it made you feel or just the experience of the movie itself. It's a new Dragon Ball movie. It's a pretty big deal. How do you how did you feel about the movie? Yeah, definitely. First, man, listen, Mills, you you work so hard um, on this network. You've done so much literally day one and to to see you get to you know interview the cast and interview like some some heavy hitters in this industry yo congratulations to you um like big ups to you man that's that's so amazing i'm I'm really happy that you know the lookout was was able to get that that first preview of of a what i feel is maybe one of the best dragon ball movies that they've done um, There's definitely either one or two at this point. <laughs> yeah, nah, for real. Like it, it completely exceeded my expectations. I know that out my my bar was really low for this movie. I did not think that this movie was going to be as good as it was. It um from the story, even the like animation was amazing. I think they really did the 3D. Um thing really well and it looked really smooth like it was the the i think what's funny to me is that the comedy in there hit so well um like even piccolo being like why are the words popping up (laughs) you know like i don't know man it was a great movie it was a great time i took kaya to go see it and even she was like yo this movie was so good like i love it can we go see it again so um no, I, I really enjoyed it. I love the fact that we stepped away from Goku and Vegeta. I love the fact that Piccolo was on his Batman status. He was doing like detective work and, you know, making phone calls and setting up plays. And, you know, uh, yeah, uh, overall, just a really amazing movie. And I, I just really enjoyed it. It was a great theater experience. The funny thing is that my theater was completely empty. 
Um, so it was. I, I had a like I had a great time having the theater to myself, like me and the kids. I love it. I love it. Are you are you a snack guy? Did you get some snack? Well, you had a kids. So I'm assuming you had to have snacks. Oh yeah. Um, you know. I keep it really classic when I go to the movies. It's just usually just popcorns and a coke. Like that—that's really it. Popcorn. And I can't. Coke. A popcorn is finished usually before the movie even starts. Yeah, that's me it. too. Like the like the popcorn is really just it. it it's there to keep me full for the movie. <laughs> like right. by the time the movie starts, the popcorn's done, and like I got half a coke left, and I'm like, all right, cool. This is for. But um. And then you know Kyle's with me, so obviously she went candy crazy. So, um, but yeah, that's that. I keep it simple when I go to the movies. I don't. I'm, I'm not the type of person where I'm in there with like a full platter, like the sure. nachos and the pretzels. And I'm like, yeah, just give me the popcorn and the coke. And if I'm if I'm really feeling frisky, I'll, I'll get some candy. All right, I love it. I like it. Listen, the movie's incredibly enjoyable. If you have not watch the movie please go ahead and do that right now and if you have not heard our coverage of it from the last week make sure you go back to last week's episode of the lookout since we had to pretty much jump off the island do some work jump back on the island do some work and make sure that we complete this thing before the end of the summer um so make sure you tune into our interviews with the entire cast all of them um not all of them but you know all pretty much the the core cast is definitely there and our review on Subsly Dubsly with uh with J and D. So make sure you tune into that. Um and go back to you know all of our content. Subscribe on our YouTube page as well. It's a, it's all amazing, man. This is all copacetic. Everything is everything is feeling fine. Um speaking of Dragon Ball things that may not <laughs> land as high as the movie for you, you know I gotta talk a little bit of the manga with you. We just had the reveal. <laughs> just had the reveal. I need your first thoughts, man. Black Frieza or Frieza Frieza Black? Where are we going? <laughs> Frieza Black Frieza Frieza Black. He's all he's really trying to do is justify the Hello Monkeys line. That's all he's really. <laughs> that's, that's the only thing he's really trying to do. Did, um, did we need a new Frieza form at this point? I mean, we all right. So we we're still getting introduced to it. So I'm assuming that we're gonna find out some more about it afterwards. But did we need a new Frieza form? No, we didn't. But that's what dragon ball is all about though it, it's about forms it's like how can i how it's can i outdo the, yeah it's, it's like it's like it's like how can i outdo the last form how can i add another color to it how can um, we sell ten thousand more toys let's yeah oh yeah like you know Why? it's it's all about marketing it's you know it's frieza with a new color and a higher power level um we didn't really need it but listen it's dragon ball like they know what works for them so, like, regardless of whatever critiques I may have, it's going to work. People go up for it. Like, even, like, you got to even think Goku. Like, how many forms has Goku done had? But every time a new one appears or a new, everyone pops for it. They're like, oh, my gosh. Like, it's a, you know, it's Goku, but now he has, you know, fuchsia hair. You know, <laughs> like, it's, it's right. you know. So, did he need it? No. But a lot of things in Dragon Ball you don't really need. But like you said, it's a marketing thing. It's a thing that they know is going to, for their fans, it's something that's going to make it pop. Um, I said, I mean, I, I've said this multiple times that I was going to hop back into the manga as soon as Frieza appeared again and he appears again. And, you know, a, a quintessential, not just Dragon Ball villain, but an anime villain in general. Um, you know, he's he kind of sets the bar for anime villains. 
So, you know, you know what? You, you take it for what it is. You take it at face value, and you know it's it's something it's something fun, something cool. Listen, it's proactive. It gets the people going. I'll say that. It, <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> so, new Fariza form. I don't know what his new powers is. I'm gonna make a bunch of jokes about it. Um, so we have that. If you if you guys are interested in any Dragon Ball related news, um, how about we get to what we came to talk about today, which is Tokyo Ghoul. And Tokyo Ghoul, you know what? I'm gonna save all my commentary for when we get on the other side of the coin. Um, but nonetheless, let's talk about Tokyo Ghoul. Equals. If we were to treat them like the animals they are, they'd kill us all. I'll walk you home. I mean, what kind of date would I be if I didn't at least do that much? It's this way. Is there something wrong, Toka? It's nothing. Kaneki, I want you just as much as you want me. We need consent from the next of kin. Next of kin? He needs her organs to survive. What the hell are they talking about? It doesn't feel real. I'm different somehow. All that matters is you are still you. What's up, Kaneki? You feeling any better? I say you make the most of being a half-breed. I wonder if the other one-eyed ghoul is anything That's like... Hmm. What the hell am I supposed to do now? You have to admire prey that can match you move from Keeps things interesting. Step aside. She knows too much. How oh, pray? Goals in the world don't mix. Run, dear. Run fast. It doesn't concern you or me or anyone else. I'm more cool than human these days. They'll hunt us to extinction. Drives me crazy, especially when there's no reason for it. I've left more of your ill in the garbage than you could ever eat of mine in a lifetime. Did you see me here? Just want to see you again. Kill a person. Eat their flesh and leave flesh. Children flesh. Eat it. You have to help me. So you're not a human. I can't be a ghoul. Well, you're not a ghoul either. All right. <laughs> Very intense. That was intense. Kind of erotic, but also kind of intense. Yeah, well. okay, there we go. I always thought about, like, what is the word that I would use to describe erotic is definitely the thing. It's like it, a bloodlust that, that comes with it. I know. This. I'm taking Jeff's word. If Jeff would be here, he would absolutely use the word bloodlust and, and, and kind of discussing this. But we're going to be discussing... Episode, you know, episode 129, we're almost at done at the Summer Kame House, Tokyo Ghoul Season 1. This season is, this is, all right, so I'll say this, I'll preface it by saying this. This is the first time that I've ever seen this at all, in just period in life and whatever in general. So all these are my first kind of opinions, my first watch opinions. I've only watched it once. I was watching the first episode and the second episode, and I was like, yo, why did I decide to watch this, considering there's a, you know, an ungodly amount of blood and gore and horror and all the other shit. But you're into this shit, apparently. Yeah, I love it. I, <laughs> I love it so much. Um, you know, on the artist formerly known as Big Eyes, it was one of our mangas of the month. Um, 
And I mean, there is definitely some changes in the anime and the manga, but I think both are really, you know, they're done amazingly well. I know a lot of people have their gripes about the anime and some of the things that changed most, more particularly season two, but season one is very consistent. But um, yeah, I love it. I I love the, I, I, I love it because it's, you know, when you first watch it, especially when it comes to things like ghouls and, you know, and stuff like that, you think it's going to be more of this like ghouls versus humans type thing. Um, and then the more you watch it, it's kind of like a soap opera e vibe with it. You got all of the, you know, there's crazy things within the ghoul community. Um, there's extra layers added onto it as you, you know, you see that you no know, ghouls are they're just trying to live their life too. Um, there's ghouls that kind of go, you know, that that try to do things ethically. And there's like, it's, it's, there's a lot of different layers to it. And I love it. I love the story that it tells. Uh, I think the goriness and the, you know, the bloodlust in it, it, it adds to it. There's some parts where you're just like really uncomfortable watching it. Um, there's some particular scenes that I'm pretty sure we're going to get to later in this episode, but no, I, I love Tokyo Ghoul. I love the art. I love just everything about it. It's so punk. Like, it, it just, it feels punk to me. I like that. I like that you said that. Um, I'll be honest. On my first watch, I'm like, yo, why do people like this series? And not to say that it's necessarily bad, but I'm like, yo, this is like ungodly amount of like gore. I guess if you're a horror fan, I'm not a big horror fan, but if you're a big horror fan, especially considering how this anime starts, and the first episode to me is very, very, um, it's a strong episode in terms of how to introduce kind of everything that's going on and sets the tone very, very well. Because it starts off with a boy named Kaneki and his best friend. Am I saying Hide? Is it Hide? I'm bugging. Yeah. Okay. His best friend Hide. I'm still getting trying to get all the people's names on this because this. Again, oh, there's so there's... many names they introduce you to in the first season. You're like, what? Like, it's yeah. hard to remember. Even I, like, even me watching the series multiple times, I, I still get lost in it. I'm going to well, listen. We have to lean on somebody to do this shit because I'm <laughs> not going to remember everybody's names. But they're enjoying themselves. There's a girl waiter. Toka, who you know, things them. He is like, yo, she's kind of cute, blah blah blah. And then he sees another girl named Rize, who is uh, who's funny because you know what's funny about Rize is because now there's like, I'm on, I'm on, um, I'm on uh, Twitch a lot, so I see yeah. a lot of what the the, the 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 young people are saying, and. <laughs> There's a new, they've got a new word called Riz. It's New York slang, Riz. It's like, it's like you got game or something. And her name is Rize and something like that. And I'll, I'll say the definition of Riz in the Urban Dictionary, it says another word for spitting game slash how good you are with pulling and sustaining bitches. And <laughs> it's funny that oh, Rize... Go ahead. Like the fact that Urban Dictionary is still up and going and still... Sometimes you need it. Like... Urban Dictionary was something like back in junior high. So I, I think I've talked to, I mean, me and you have definitely talked about this before, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. But my, in like my love for New York culture and how much like it's played an influence on me in life. Of course. But Urban Dictionary was my thing when I would like listen to, you no, know, this and like all these, you know, New York artists and like 
they'll say something. I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, Urban Dictionary was my way of like going, be like, oh, that's what he meant by that. So, are you listening to the French and trying to figure out what fanute the coupe means? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. But no, that's great that Urban Dictionary is still, uh, um, you know, uh, a good source for people trying to learn new slang terms. Well, listen, he's trying to riz up Rize, is what I wanted to say. I, I, that's that's kind of how I wanted to get up in there. And, um, <laughs> you know, it ends up like, to be honest, it ends up like any other horror story. It's like the worst experience possible that you could ever figure for a date. Like, you go out on a date with a girl and then she tries to murder you. Like, that's possibly the worst outcome for any time you're just trying to like i don't know get laid or something like that um she you know they're like oh okay let's take this trip i'm gonna walk you home let's take this way home and then it's that's normally my red flag i'm like since when you start pulling out directions wait a minute now (laughs) like i'm trying to think of all the red flags before he gets to the point where obviously he gets his like shoulder chomped on that he could have avoided the situation and it just ended up the worst for him. Um, purple hair, kind of a red flag. Oh yeah. Colored hair. Um, favorite author, same favorite author. Yeah. That's usually a big red flag. Like same, same favorite author is like, yo, all right, relax. Come on. Yeah. You're like, how do you even like, this is a deep cut. Like, how do you even know about this? Listen, I got the last copies of it. So I don't even know why you wouldn't, Oh, you read manga too? I bet. Okay. Um, <laughs> shoot, I don't know. Like, I don't know. That, but I that... think she played it smooth. Like, you know, and also, you know, him. You know, she she chose the right prey. She chose, you know, she chose the right one to to go after. Like, he's quiet. He's sensitive. He doesn't really, you know, he doesn't seem like the type to. You know, he's not getting a bunch of play. Yeah. Like he's no. just out here. You know, it, you know, he's a calm, chill dude that like lives his own life and, you know, really like loner. You know, next thing you know, this beautiful girl with purple hair and glasses and you know, anime titties comes after you. Like <laughs> what else what else are you gonna do? He's definitely not gonna deny that date. Well, let's see. All right, let's see how this goes. Hold on. Let me see if I can play this audio clip and it and it and it'll play and we can see kind of see. Oh no, it's never mind, it's in Japanese. This said dubs. Come on, Crunchyroll. Come on. Mm. All right. Nonetheless, I'm not gonna play it in Japanese for you. That's even it'll make it even more erotic than it is before. But nonetheless, a lot of signs, a lot of a lot of red flags that came up in a play he thought he was getting in she bites his shoulder she transforms into this ghoul we're learning that there's ghouls in in, entire thing living in a world with ghouls i don't know what's so let's talk about it demons ghouls what else are they in anime that things that will torment you um demons ghouls vampires vampires uh, titans titans there's that's another one um what are those things from um parasite oh parasites from parasite parasites we have yep, parasites um what else there's always something it's always something it's like it's it's never it's always it's never it's never like someone could just live a normal life and just kind of you know there's it, always something trying to attack you or eat you i think that's the thing like why you gotta eat me? 
Of oh. all things, like, why you gotta eat me? Because that's how they need to sustain. It's always sustenance. It's always a sustenance yeah, thing. Like, they just can't eat normal food, or else I guess it would just be, you know, uh, just, I don't know, it would be completely copacetic. It was like, oh, there's just demons. I'll just go on a date with a demon as long as, you know, da da da. Anyway, for some reason, this is another trap because the demon, the ghoul, um, Rize, absolutely gets killed when something falls upon her. Let me ask you this as someone who obviously has read this. Do we find out who pushed whatever shit on her and <laughs> ends up killing her in the first episode? No. No? But Rize is like, she's... Yes and no. You you just... You it's figure that, out that Rize, Rize you, itself. <laughs> like, you, you feel like... Like, you really learn that she was wilding. Like, she was, like, out here just, like... Like, Rize's a wanted human being. <laughs> oh, he obviously learned this in the anime, too. But she was really out here wilding out. So you've read the entire series and be telling me that we never find out who pushes the thing on top of her. <laughs> no. All right. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> another part that seems fishy goes to the doctor and says, let me use the only way we can save you is to use this dead girl's organs. Doctor, I haven't heard anything about signing off, no organ transplants. I haven't heard anything about organ donor or anything, finding the card on her or anything. It's just like, yo, you have this amount of live. You have to in- incorporate her organs into you. That would have been fishy myself. I would have been like, you could have, you should have killed me. You have no consent to put in. First of all, anything could have happened. You put a girl's organs in me. I could have titties. I could have all types of other stuff like that. Like, it, it oh. There's no next of kin or like um, parent or anything of the rather best friend, something be like, nah, maybe you shouldn't do that. Um, so I don't know. This is this started, I'll say this this anime started. Oh, wow, I just cool. remembered. No, I lied. You do figure it out. I, I would assume so. I'm hoping so. I yes, figured it out. Okay. My bad. I lied. I lied. I lied. Sorry, everybody. You do figure it out. I completely forgot. Okay. Sorry. Is there it's anyone been, that we've seen it's in the first a, season? It's been, a, it's been a year since I've reread it. Is there anyone that that existed in the first season? Um, no. Okay. All right. Interesting. Um, nonetheless, but uh, once again, she was wilding. She. It's not like she deserved to die, but she was wilding. I guess I'm not gonna say deserved to die, but I'm not like a ghoul sympathizer either. Because <laughs> like, I get. I don't know. I guess well, no. Actually. I don't know anymore because this entire series, so it presents the world of living with ghouls and trying to live as ghouls. And now um, Kaneki, who's the main character protagonist, all of this becomes half ghoul, half human. So now he's like experienced the world through biracial eyes and is a uh, biracial eyes. That's funny. It's I, I didn't even put eyes together, but yeah, he's experienced the world through biracial eyes and, and figuring out that this world is a lot more cruel to ghouls and or humans um, than he would like to believe initially. A um, few things we've learned about ghouls. They cannot stomach regular food. Um, only coffee, which is... That's a, that's, a, that's a crazy handicap. Are you a coffee guy? Oh, I love coffee. I try I to coffee. I try to go... If, if you follow me on Twitter, I try to... Uh, Replace my morning coffee with green juice, and that lasted only a couple of days. 
green juice is a lot of it's it's a lot to like make and or find and or it's just not as convenient as coffee. No, shout out to my neighborhood getting gentrified because uh, there's a Whole Foods like right down the street from my house. So I usually just walk there and and get a you know green juice. But, but is it more expensive than coffee or the same? No, that's the thing. It's about the same price as a, as a coffee. All right, I still I feel like man. it's like four dollars. Four dollars, okay. I need to live where you live. Um, you do? No, you don't. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Saint Paul. Inflation. But it's horrible here. Yeah, no, no, no. So he can't. He can't eat food. Um, has a hunger for humans every time, and rather, um, can only. I don't want to say can only do his work at night. It seems like they can live through the day. It's not, it's not, they're not vampires or gargoyles or something along those lines. I've been watching gargoyles as well. The animated show gargoyles on Disney plus boy, is that a great show? Just a heads up. If if it ends up on the lookout, it's not an anime, but if it ends up on the lookout, it's because it's a great show. This it's a great, I haven't, you know, what's crazy is that I remember watching gargoyles, but I don't remember the story at all. I don't like I remember don't... anything. I avoided gargoyles and now I Why? feel like an idiot. I don't know because it didn't seem interesting to me. I was a very big Power Ranger. Um uh I had very few things. I still do. I have very few things that I actually cherish and very few things. I, I'm not someone who wants to discover stuff. I I I don't have an eager, you know, mind for discovering things. I'm kind of cool where I'm at right now. Um I feel that. But I I it was recommended to me by a lot of people on Twitter. Decided to go check it out. It's great thus far. I would recommend it. I would put it on the lookout if it was an anime, but it's not an anime. But who knows? It might end up here anyway. Um, but it seems ghouls, um, they can travel around, but there is definitely like a ghoul opposition force. I can't, I don't even know the name of what, what are they called? Like people who um, chase after ghouls and, and wants to extinguish the world of ghouls um, oh uh the cpd or, there you go uh, might yeah, as well the be police. <laughs> something like that cpd right yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so they have those kind of people who are trying to extinguish the world of ghouls and everything that they have see no see uh c cg something i said cpd uh cg is it cgd something like that let me that. look up let me G-C-G? look it up let me look it up. Let me look it up. Um, Ghoul Investigator, who is part of the CCG. CCG. There you go. CC Commission of Counter Ghoul. They're horrible people. I hate them all. They usually are. <laughs> I, you know, no, people know about my Aman hate, though. I think he's a horrible character. I think he's so bad. Mm. I, I, I think Aman is absolute. He sucks so much. I don't feel any strong way, which way or another, about him. So, yes. I hate him so much. He's such a trash character. Does he become a ghoul? No, he doesn't. He I doesn't really... deserve that type of power. Oh, okay. All right. Well, listen. He's he's horrible, though. I hate him. Most characters I'm going to ask about, we're going to end up spoiling this because apparently season two of the show is the shit. So... <laughs> We'll talk about that a little bit later, but apparently season two is the shits according to the internet. Um, 
So we get introduced. And apologize if I if I mess up on anything on here once again. I re that's I mean okay. I obviously rewatched it, but you know it's been a minute. Listen, that's okay, man. Listen, I, this is my first time watching it. You haven't rewatched it in a while. This is we're going off of vibes right now. This is not a. Oh yeah, we're vibing. Yeah, you, I listen to we, it. Enjoy the enjoy the episode, and then uh, you know turn it off and <laughs> go on to the next thing. God bless you. Um, shout to Jeff. Wish he was here. Um, yeah, me too. But so we get various different arcs, and apparently they've like shuffled around arcs in this first season because the dove shit apparently happens after the um, the other shit, the next arc. Um, hold on, let me look it up. Let me look it up. They had story arcs. I'm on the fandom page. I'm, 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 I'm hey, shout out to fandom. I like. I don't think fandom gets enough credit as it should. As, as well, it depends on it. it. Depends on the type of fandom page because there are some fandom pages that are not filled out. Like I think Jujutsu Kaisen fandom page doesn't get as filled out or updated as frequently as it could. But if it's an anime that's kind of over, you have all the resources to kind of do your thing or if it's like dragon yeah. ball or something like there obviously there are people who fancy if it's a super popular thing it will be updated but of course fandom has been a massive resource for the lookout over the last number of years incredibly um so apparently the gourmet arc comes before the dove emergence arc in the anime so we have a lot of things we're introduced to a lot of characters we're introduced to hide we're introduced to the 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 co- so these de- these ghouls apparently they own a coffee shop, um, owned by Yoshimura. Yoshi, let me see. Yoshimura works at a coffee. The owner of a coffee shop called Antiko. 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 Antiku. Okay, and has employed pretty much every ghoul that is living among the earth. So this is very. It's it's giving me cheers. It's giving me something that's very. We're employing ghouls to work at a coffee shop, which could be its own side show in itself. Um, oh, yeah, that would be a great gag show. I think so, too. There's already seemed to be a lot of spinoffs of this Tokyo Ghoul shit, so them just having a slice of life working at a coffee shop and trying to maintain ghouldom is a... It's like Moe's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... Let's talk about, you know what, we won't run through these things, because to be honest with you, I'm not as familiar with a lot of this stuff as I would like to be, so I would like to just ask you, what are your favorite parts of this first season? Um, Favorite parts of the first season? Um, I'm a big I, fan of the, 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 what's my man's name? The guy who tries to be Maximilian Pegasus, um, Subi, Sui, Suiyami. Maximilian <laughs> Pegasus. Yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. Sukiyami. Um, Yes, uh, that is a good part. Uh, my fa- to be honest, my favorite part it, it gotta be it gotta be Jason. It has to be the end when Kaneki gets uh, Kaneki gets uh, kidnapped, and you 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 see the transformation part. I think that um, for me, I think that that part's my favorite because it's a culmination of like everything that kind of key goes through in terms of like figuring out like what it means to be a ghoul and a human and how he wants to try to deny the fact that he's a ghoul now so much 
and he hates it. Like he he hates the fact that he's a ghoul now. This, this is a like, biracial story if I've ever heard one. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like he's like he hates the fact that he's a ghoul. It's you know, he goes through this um you know, this turmoil. And like you said, like throughout the story, he he understands too that ghouls go through their own set of trouble. Like they're not these horrible monsters that they're portrayed to be that, but in the, like they have their own society and set of rules and they try to do things, you know, ethically. Like even when you look at, um, you know, you learn that, you know, there's, there's some gang wars happening, mm-hmm. um, which is another really cool part that, that comes up. But, you know, you understand. Like, there's some, there's some, you know, there's some underground things and things happening. But there, you know, there's a set of them that really do try to live their life in a correct way and, and you know, live in an ethical way. I guess, you know, even like when it comes to eating humans, like they don't just go and kill. They'll find, you know, body, you know, people who have committed suicide, and they'll go collect their bodies and then, eat, you know, feed off the dead bodies of people who have died. You know, uh, and he's learning like that's very sustainable in a way. Yeah. And so they're like, yeah, yeah. It's like they have like a the, a legit spot that they go to. <laughs> they're like, nah, people jump off this all the time. Like we know where to go. Um but no, he like he tries to learn about that. And he starts seeing um uh he you know, he starts seeing like okay, they're not all monsters and they're not all these like horrible things that they they're just trying to live amongst humans and they have to hide amongst them. And I think the part two where, you know, he sees uh, Hiname's uh, mom die. Mm. And I think that part right there where he's like, holy shit. Like, yeah, she gets which, jumped. Which is wild. Uh, How you jump a mom and her child? I was like, come on, man. It's that like, was, yeah, that's ridiculous. Even um, real gangsters don't do no foul shit like that. Nah, not at all. You don't jump people, man. I, I'm 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 anti I'm anti jumping. You, you okay. gotta you gotta you gotta square up one on one. You gotta one v one the person. Um, but no, yeah, like him seeing you know his mom die. This and, is from someone who's watched Tokyo Revengers for so long and <laughs> he's a fan yeah, of that man. show. Yeah, bro. Listen, you gotta one v one a person. You can't just jump them. <laughs> um. But no, like, you know, and then by the time, you know, he gets, you know, he's caught up in this world and once again, a world that he had no type of want, need, anything to to be a part of. But you see him really, you know, get into the mix and then you figure out, like, Rize was on some wild shit. Now, like, the fact that, you know, he he has her organs in his body, now he's kind of caught up in her shit and the shit storm that she done caused. And so that kind of that's the reason why Jason now you know kidnaps him, and you know is is torturing him. And once you figure, you know, he has this moment where he's getting tortured so much that he starts hallucinating and having this conversation with Rize, and you start figuring out that his human life wasn't that fucking good either. <laughs> you know, he, he's you know his mom you know, dies from overworking herself and he has to go live with his aunt and then his aunt treats him like shit. You know, he's kind of been on his own for, you know, for a while now and he's dealt with these kind of suppressed emotions and, you know, dealing with these suppressed emotions, it finally kind of, it comes to the surface with him. Uh, And then you see, you know, he finally accepts his ghoul side and he goes through this transformation and then that final battle between him and Jason is just, 
it's so much that happens right there. You're like, holy shit. You know, you get really caught up in all that. But I think that's definitely my favorite part of that moment of you just see him snap. You see him finally accept the fact that he is a ghoul and that, you know, he does have these, um, you know, he accepts that side of him. But you just see the transformation that comes with it. And he kind of he gets caught up in that, too. Uh, but no, that that like the battle between him and Jason and then, J- you know, Jason coming around. Jason's a goddamn monster uh, coming in with the hockey mask and everything, too. Oh, he's such a beast. How do you feel about all the masks in this series? I love the mask. I love the mask, too. Um, yeah, I love the mask. I love how cons, they I'll, I'll notice them for once because I'm like, all right, whatever. Fuck it. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, like I don't know. Like I think it's a it's a cool way too to add like individuality and personality to some of these characters, right? Um, like even with you no know, Kaneki, the reason why his mask is the way it is, you know, or uh, Toka though her mask, and you know, you you figure it out, and then as you get deeper into the series past season one and whatnot, you figure out that. Once again, there's different gang factions that wear you know all the same mask. You know, you get the you know you get the apes and the like the dogs. Like it's it gets it gets tough. You did a great job at explaining pretty much <laughs> piecing together the beginning to the end. Um, I'm trying to figure out more great parts. I mean, I did love the Sukiyami part. I thought that arc itself was just kind of like really, um, it kind of showed like we were kind of talking about Kaneki and like, okay, doing what it takes to be able to save people. And does he have truly what it takes? And, you know, he goes through this moment. There's several times throughout this arc where his, we haven't even talked about the Kagune, but the Kagune is essentially whatever special power they have to like murder people. Um, But hopefully it doesn't become more involved. I haven't read past this arc this first season or watch past the first season. Hopefully it doesn't become more involved. Like it's super Saiyan or some shit like that. Um, mm-hmm. but Kagune is the special power that they have and it's activated. Essentially when it's activated, it's like you're in your ghoul form, like you're doing the damn thing. Shout out to them. Oh yeah. Yeah. Up. You're, you're in the middle of, yeah. Shout out to them. Um, yeah, it's like you said, that's their, their battle weapon and all of them all have a different personal one. Right. And even the ghoul investigators, the CCG have their own weapons to kind of like combat the Kagune. Um, so there are various times where it's activated. He's activated. It's He has those like feral instincts where he wants to eat somebody. And then it's like his human side is like, no, you're a human. Relax, chill out. And his, you know, ghoul side is like, no, eat the humans. Fuck them, blah, blah, blah. Um, but this arc, it doesn't really activate. But it's it's really Toka's arc. Kind of like her and her battle. Well, not it's not really her arc. But she shows up in the arc and kind of has that main final thing. And her Kagune activates after Kaneki is like, yo, my shit ain't gonna activate. Just eat me. Um, And Tsukiyama gets jealous because it was like, yo, you're trying to eat the guy that I'm trying to eat. Like, what's wrong with you? Uh, So her Kaneki... And it's crazy too because you know, I guess in the ghoul society, it's a... It's a... I wouldn't say not accepted, but it's a, you know... It's a weird thing to eat another ghoul. And you also learn... Because apparently that, they taste nasty to ghouls. Ghouls taste nasty yeah. to ghouls. Um, and also you learn later in the series the the 
after effects of what happens when you eat another ghoul. Hmm, um, interesting. But no, yeah, Tsukiyama's a weird guy, though. He's really uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Reminds me, you know, Maximilian Pegasus, just uncomfortable in that thing. Um, I'm a big fan of Tsukiyami. I'm a big fan. Tsukiyama, sorry. Big fan of Jason. Um, just because, also, he's voiced by Christopher Sabat, who is now, I'm going to say, friend of the show, because he's been on the show. <laughs> um, so he's voiced by him, which is always great. Uh, there's, I'm trying to figure out what else there is there out there. I mean, this seems like a very long series, and, and season one is kind of like really, just really a very short kind of like opening to what this world is like the fact that he's now accepts the world of being a ghoul and i'm talking about kaneki um at the final episode means the world finally opens up to him in terms of him just kind of experiencing it in his true well not his true self but uh, a, a the new form of himself um you've read this entire thing right mm-hmm. um what would you say, how would you summarize kind of the rest of the series moving forward from that season one launching off point? Like, what does it become? Um, it becomes more of a soap opera. <laughs> um, I think like after, okay, so after this season, um, you learn, there's going to be some spoilers here. Um, you know, spoiler you, you away, spoiler about, away. This is yeah. spoiler you learn about the, point. Yeah, um, you know, obviously you learn about the Agori tree, which is another faction of ghouls that kind of, you know, feel like real X-Men-like, where they're like, nah, fuck that. Like, we're the ghouls. We're the ones that kind of run this shit here. Um, you know, like some fuck some human shit. But, you know, he, you know, he surprisingly joins them but he does it in a way you know where he he still is you know he's still battling like internally of like what's it mean to be a ghoul and what's it mean to be a human like where is my place and fit in the world Mm -hmm. um and obviously him growing to you know gain like a ghoul family he wants to protect them so much so he does a lot of things out of you know feeling that he's protecting his family and his friends and you know they kind of they battle the ccg it, it, it turns into a lot but you just see him consistently grow and try to figure out and understand what does it mean to be a ghoul and what does it mean to be and like and once again him being this is really is a biracial story but it's like, <laughs> you know what is it what does it mean to like be part both and you know you see him really fully dive into the fact that he's a ghoul um you know, it really is a. It's like he's like he's Colin Kaepernick. You know, like, it's just like <laughs> Colin Kaepernick finally was just like, all right, I'm black, and I'm gonna go super hard on this like pro black, and like he's like going really, really hard on it. Like that's kind of what he it is. It's like he's going super hard on this like pro ghoul shit, and uh, you know, and by the end of it though, he kind of he starts middling out. He starts, you know, um. You know, he there's you no know, there's a part where there's this a big reveal that like oh crap he's he's half and half like these humans are like whoa he's part human part ghoul like what is he and they're all kind of taken aback by it like how like I can't believe like we've never seen this before um and yeah so it's do the humans accept him 
Yes and no. That's where that's where Re gets into the story. Mm. And that's that's when Tokyo go uh Tokyo Ghoul Re, that's when that starts, you know, okay. touching into that. But what the hell is that? What is first, no, because at the end of the day, the I guess like, huh? What is Tokyo Ghoul Re kind of? It's it's um it's uh oh this. it's like part two of this story. It's like oh. it's like Dragon Ball. It's like Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. It's like okay. Oh. But then in there, then in there, they kind of they create this faction of half human, half ghouls, and is it good? You know, like, is it a? Is, does it follow uh, the manga, or is it good? Or uh, it's okay. Uh, it, it's it's one of those things. Like people who like it really like it. People, but most people, I think most people don't care for it um but yeah it, that touches more because that you know they come up with this whole faction of half and half so they have like down this biracial army and it, it gets it gets yeah it gets weird a little bit it's very interesting let me ask you a, a reason so one of the one of the um one of the most kind of like the biggest conversation pieces around this show is how bad the second season went. One, I want to ask you, do you think have have you watched it and do you think it's bad? And two, um do you feel like it should have clo- do you see why they maybe chose to do it in an original way as a as opposed to following the actual like manga path? Um, did you watch it? Season, I think season two is fine. I think I think it gets a lot of of flack because mm-hmm. it doesn't follow the manga completely, and obviously there is um, you know, there's there's a lot of weird things that happen. And, is, and does Promise Neverland still hold the the the? the oh yeah, Promise that? Neverland will forever hold the title as the worst season two ever. Um, like for real, like something has to like go really, 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 really wrong for any other anime to take that title. Um, yeah, it's like, it's a rough adaption. It's, it's not, it doesn't follow completely the the story, but you know, it goes off and does its own thing. There's an actual reason to why they, they went original story. I got to find it. I read it in an article somewhere. So it's not like they were just like, you know, F the source material. We're just going to go do our own thing. Like there's, there was a reason on why I, once I find, I'm going to do my Googles real quick. But. I'm literally Googling it right now. So the first thing that came up was comic. I have not read this. So don't judge me if I'm reading this um, right now. Um, it says Tokyo Ghoul fans have a love hate relationship with the anime adaptation, and that is no secret. Since the franchise was licensed for a series, fans have vocally scrutinized every element of the production, and that fact was made clear when season two debuted. To date, Tokyo Ghoul, whatever this thing is, um, a uh, remains a controversial blip in the anime fandom, but there is a story behind the season that fans should hear. Recently, Shuei Morita did an AMA with Reddit with fans on Reddit. Director opened up about Tokyo Ghoul. Um, one fan asked about what happened with the second season. It says, um, said its canon divergent plot was okayed by the creator. However, branching the story got muddled when executives began poking around with the plot. It says, 
In order to complete Tokyo Ghoul's second season, aim of Kaneki joining the Ayogiri, um, we need to make some sort of changes. Ishida Sensei also urged me to change some stuff to go a different route, which is where a lot of the anime came from. We had a massive bubble of ideas, but as to not affect the lore of the original manga, it constantly felt like those ideas were being chipped away by those above me. I tried my best, and honestly, I don't have any regrets given the moment space I was allowed. Um, so, pretty much like, hey, uh, we wanted to try something new. Then other people's like, no, I do it this way. <laughs> and- Essentially, like, and once again, like, I think that's the big argument too for me is that people go so obviously go so hard on it not being an, an actual adaption, but if the manga creator and the mangaka goes, it's fine for you to go do something original and, and they, they give that okay, I feel like it's like what, you know, us as fans like, what can we do? You know, like what, what can I really say about it? If the person who created it is like, fine, go ahead and do your own original story. And once again, it takes elements from the actual source material and yeah. I, I personally like there's definitely some things I wish they could have done better, but you know, and I wish it definitely was a bit more, you know, uh conducive to the actual manga, but it is what it is. I think when I you just take the story for what it I think that's the hardest part about anime is that you know, anime and manga is I think some people get so tied to the to the manga story. Mm-hmm. That when the anime goes off and does something different, it doesn't allow them to just kind of take it for, okay, this is just an original story. Mm-hmm. And that's just what it is. And like, it's just telling if you didn't read the manga, if you didn't you read would, the manga, you would, go ahead. You would think this was the story if you didn't right. read it. So it's like, you know, it, you know, the fact that it's a little different or that, you know, and also too, like original, like them going off, it doesn't mean that the, the, original source material wasn't still used as an inspiration. They're just kind of, they're playing with the story a little bit. I think that as fans, we have to allow creators to do that and not hold it so close to like, no, in the manga, it needs to be like this. So in the anime, it needs to be like that. Like there's certain elements and I mean, there's certain elements and certain story, like in parts of the story where it just tells better like this, you know, or Mm -hmm. it looks better, you know, it, it flows better in an anime form, in an animated form like Mm -hmm. this, than it is when you're reading it. Um, You know, so it's a, it's a, you know, it's a weighted thing. I think that I, and I don't think that this series is the, I, I think that this series, like the season two catches a lot more flack than it deserves. Because if you really just look, watch season two without knowing what happens, you're gonna be like, it's fine. The story is good. You, I think it's just like you get so, you know, you buy into the the, the manga story so much. Like, mm-hmm. and this is why I feel that Promise Neverland though, like season two is so bad because it's not even like the the fact that it doesn't follow the manga story isn't, you know, is one thing. But the fact that just season two is just bad. Like, even if you're telling an original story, it's just a bad story. I think season two for the promise neverland and the reason why is because it cut out so many critical parts and so many characters so essentially even well to be honest with you i'm, I'm gonna 100 agree with you as well because even if you're watching season two like for instance jeff watched season two 
Jeff has not read the full manga of The Promised Neverland, but he watched season two and he could sense that something was off. Um, and if he read the actual manga itself, he'd know everything was completely fucking off. <laughs> yeah. But, um, that wasn't salvageable to an extent where it's like, oh, okay, like maybe we can find some good in this. Nah, it was completely rushed. Things didn't make any sense. And it, especially if you're a manga reader, someone who, you know, was looking forward to the source material being, you know, adapted. It looks terrible because they cut out a lot of characters and a lot of parts and a lot of journeys and a lot of things. They cut out a lot and introduce a lot without giving the proper backstory to them. I still always mm-hmm. I recommend people to read The Promised Neverland because it's very good. Um, but it, it cuts out a lot. I haven't watched the second season of Tokyo Ghoul. Everybody was pretty much like, yo, don't watch it. So I haven't even watched it. But it feels like, especially after how season one ended, it definitely needs, like the story isn't over and it kind of needs, a. this was a great launching point to end the season um, to make you want to see what season two is about because you're just getting Kaneki experiencing or, or, or really... Um, embracing his ghoul side and you kind of want to see what happens from there especially how that affects all his relationship with his friends that he's made um his coffee drinking friends uh so i mean it's it's definitely interesting tokyo ghoul was quite a trip it was a very bloody gory um trip i will say i don't know i haven't watched it i don't know if I, i i think i can go back to it knowing what i know now but I'm not sure. This is definitely isn't one of my favorites, but it's good. It's 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 solid. I'm gonna wait till the fire truck passes by, but go off. I feel it. Shout out to the fire truck. <laughs> you gotta you gotta do your job. <laughs> they have very important jobs. I feel this, this is very true. But um, <laughs> I think overall it's a solid thing. I wasn't totally. I'm not totally enamored by it. It's 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 weird. This episode is weird because this is Jeff's pick. So Jeff loves this thing, but he couldn't be on this episode, mate. So maybe we'll talk a little. He couldn't. I feel like he would have definitely added a lot to this conversation. Get well, Jeff. Yeah, get well soon, man. He's turning into a ghoul. That's what's happening. (laughs) Um, but I mean, so that's Tokyo Ghoul, Tokyo Ghoul season one, of you know, uh, at the summer of Kame House. Um, so next episode will be the final episode of the summer at Kami House. We finally summer's over. Summer's summer over. is over. Summer's that's wild, over. man. It's yeah, been a fun it's, summer though. It's it's been it's been nuts. It's been pretty good. It's been pretty good. Um got a lot of things done, enjoyed a lot of time, all this other stuff. But we're ending on something else big because just last year, last year one of our biggest episodes was our first time watch of Naruto. The entire first thing in Naruto. Um, and since then I finished Shubudin and honestly how did you like it? Uh you know what? I thought it I get why people like it. Um it gets a little hazy towards the end. Well, actually it gets a lot hazy for me towards the end, and it actually takes a long time to get there. Um <laughs> so it was a lot of me um reading the dialogue and then going to the ep- finding the episode and watching the action and skipping a whole bunch of filler to get to where I needed to be. But I thought it was solid. Um, but this year, our first watch and our first major watch is going to be One Piece. We've not talked about it on all 129 episodes of The Lookout. 
Um, hey, did y'all do first? You're doing first 100 episodes, right? No, no, no. We're doing uh, pretty much the first East Blue Saga. Okay, East Blue Saga. Not bad. Um, it's fun. I, I mean, obviously, I, I really... Listen, I made a decision when starting One Piece. I was mm-hmm. like, I can either watch it, I can either read it. I'm not doing both. <laughs> um, both is too much. Uh, so I... <laughs> Both is way too much. Uh, it's a lot. Yeah, I was lot. like, but it's on a, it, a, a lot of it's on Netflix. Netflix has this one point two five speed that I really do enjoy. <laughs> oh yeah, you tell me that all the time though. You're like, you need to watch it on this. This is so much better. Um, no, I was like, you know what? Listen, I can either watch it or I can read it. And I was just like, you know what? Reading it, I am a thousand percent sure I could get through this story so much faster. You know what? Than, right. than watching it, and you know, blew right. through it. You know, remember I had the I had the fun, uh, you know, road to One Piece, and you got that great episode. That was fun, but no, nah, I read it. I was like, I can't listen. It's too long. It's like I either get one or the other. I was like, <laughs> there's no way I'm doing both though. Oh my god! So we're gonna be touching on the East Blue Saga. That is the. The the saga with the clown, the saga with the buggy, yeah, the saga with the ship and the fighting, uh, the the the, the fighting food guys, and the saga the the, the arc. Oh, well, I keep saying sagas. The arc with the fighting food guys and the arc with the incredibly territorial shark. Um, so that should be fun. We're gonna talk about it actually next week. Hopefully, hopefully Jeff will have. Oh yeah. Jeff's hopefully, little transformation hopefully is completed by then. Well, hopefully, he, you know, hopefully he backs away from it or something like that. It's like come, I think Jeff will be a ghoul. Jeff would definitely be a ghoul. Come, less ghoul, more pirate. Um, and and just you know embrace it. So hopefully by then we'll have it figured out. Um, but until then, thank you guys for tuning in to the lookout. First of all, thank you Jamal also for joining me on this episode. Oh, no problem, man. Listen, I had a great time. It's been fun. This is my first time talking about manga or anime or anything in a, in a couple of weeks. So yeah. it feels nice to get some conversation going again. Absolutely. Um, a fully retired man. Um, thank I'm not you guys. retired. It's just, well, you know, not... I'm... transition. Transition man. <laughs> That's what retirement is. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. He's not retired. He's not retired. Um, but nonetheless, just signing, I'm a free agent. I'm signed to a new team. That's even worse. Um, <laughs> you're not signed to a new team. You're still lookout. Uh, but thank you guys for tuning in. You can follow the lookout at the lookout RNT on Twitter. You can follow the lookout at the lookout on RNT radio and all kind of platforms Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, et cetera, et cetera. Um, again, listen to the Dragon Ball Super review. Follow us on YouTube as well, um, and get all your fix. And we'll be back next week covering One Piece and 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 ending. We'll we'll be sailing right off this island as we finish One Piece. I'll tell you that right there. <laughs> um, so thank you guys, and I'll see you guys next week.